We are back. Something old, new, borrowed, and true. We are, we've just gone through that you got the ring on the finger and you have set the date. And now we are going to save the date. And what does that mean exactly? Well, it means that you want to have all of your loved ones, friends, family, countrymen, save your wedding date. Ladies, do you have anything to interject here? This can be, um, we're going to try to implement our, our name, which we feel is not only cute and fun like we are, but it's totally because it is something old, new, borrowed, and true. And we can kind of visit, you know, reasons why we would save the date with others or not. And, you know, back in the day, back in the day, when we say back in the day, what do we really mean? In the 90s, uh, nobody was sending a save the date. You just told everybody when you were getting married. On the good old landline, I think save the dates kind of came into uh, the the wedding uh, areas in the 2000s. And I think that was way earlier than I would say Facebook and other things. And I, I think that really what it was, was it's a fun, people enjoy getting their engagement pictures taken and putting their cute little picture on a card and sending it to all of their friends and their families so that Cousin Eddie didn't save his date before you saved yours. I don't know. What do you guys think people's primary goal was for sending a save the date? Well, I just have a random question. So if you if you send out a save the date and let's say you're sending it to your cousin who's married and has three kids, if you address it to just the parents, you know what I mean? With the assumption that that means those kids are not invited to this That wedding. is the assumption. Is that clear? So if the kids were invited, do you send the save the date to mother, father, kid one, kid two, kid three, all on the... Yes, this is a very good question. No. How would you know? Mary, I, yeah, I think you've cracked a can of worms and we're two minutes in about a cute card with font. <laughs> so I think you're talking the old fashioned part of the save the date, which we just established isn't even that old. And that's how does one address an envelope? And does anybody take note of the addressed details? Meaning, does it say to so-and-so and family? Or does it say to so-and-so and guest? Or does someone just assume that the cute thing hanging on the fridge that little Joey, the baby, can see and point to means he gets to come too? I think that's a whole other can of worms here the large hardbound back book of emily posts miss manners opening up off of my stack of books back here that is um also still spine out and i don't give a crap that this the trend right now is did you know that everybody's reversed their books do you know this I thought it was yeah. still rainbow. Thank you to the other cute home edit. If you want to like and follow our podcast, do. I'm just telling you right now. You just look at the interviews and the decor right now. Everybody's spine is is reversed. So all you see is the pages of the uh, whatever encyclopedias. Yeah, okay. So there is no old so school. <laughs> you look it up. You go talk to Magnolia Network and then talk to me later. I'm going to. That's a side note, but that's stupid. Anyhow, um, so Emily Post, they would never address something like this because the save the dates are newer. Yes, yes. any correspondence one would deduce that, but I don't know that, I mean, in 23 years of my experience, has anybody ever said, 
if I send the save the date to the Jones family, if it's assumed or not about kids? That is a great question. I think, sadly, but most often that it is not such a formal piece of correspondence, if you will. I don't feel like if somebody's opening it, they're taking it as serious as they would the wedding invitation. I agree. And I think things can change. That's the the fabulousness of the save the date is that as you heard in episode one about setting the date, you've already jumped hurdles to get to this moment in your planning but your guests aren't as far down the line as you are, and you possibly have the wiggle room after the save the date to make adjustments and ensure that your correspondence for the um, wedding invitation is absolutely spot on. So I do think that the save the date is more casual, more joy-filled, a little less stressful, hopefully, for y'all once you've set the date. But to Carrie's point, one can never be too careful eliminating all those kids. Well, <laughs> right. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I I, I, I kind of have a differing opinion. Like, if it's a save the date and you're sending it to the people in my household, if everyone is listed, I'm assuming they're all coming. If they're not listed, I'm assuming it's the people who are listed. Okay, so if it said Mr. and Mrs. Tom Jones... Then at that point in time, you're under the, in, in let's say Mr. and Mrs. Tom Jones living on Dewberry Lane have three kids, but all it said was Mr. and Mrs. Tom Jones. Right now, the assumption and correct assumption would be that it's just Mr. and Mrs. Tom Jones. I, th- I would take that. Yes. Yeah. And so, so it would be a bad idea to take the easy way out if I don't know um, my fiance's uncle's first name and I just send it to the Bradford family. Uh So no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is very good information. That is very good because for another podcast down the road, trend now, it used to be you had inner and outer envelopes and that was where you specifically addressed and listed the kids' names was, so it was to Mr. and Mrs. Thomas Jones on the outer envelope. And then when you got to the inner envelope, you had Mr. and Mrs. Tom Jones, and then you had Carrie, Barry, and Mary underneath on the inner envelope. And so that's been a whole wickety, what do you call that? What's your friendly little term, Amanda? Wickety spicket, spickety wicket. Spicky wicket, y'all. It's hard. So, but yeah, that was a great, great question on Save the Dates. So I think you've heard it here, folks, that correspondence is key, even on a new age thing that hasn't been around that long since the 2000s, that on the save the date, you should be clear and clear as kind so that the recipients can start to make plans to attend or not to attend, to line up childcare or get cute little outfits for everyone involved. And what was once started as just a way, I think, Kelly, you know, back to your point, this all started when the rise of the internet, you know, the great thing that we're all on now and to drive people to websites, putting more information on a website. How did you share that information? It was blending the old fashioned, the love for correspondence, the love to get something in the mail other than a bill with the new age need to drive people to find resource and kind of instill a way to share the good news. So that's a good blend of the old and the new right there, folks. And Right. And then let's go on to the new and possibly the scary. So here's the question. 
everybody. We get engaged and we're so excited. And I, I think the climate of social media, I think that, and I could be wrong, but I feel like um, these kids these days aren't as much posting on Facebook. However, I think their parents might be. But the question is, do you, I, the question isn't, do you, I think most people jump right out there and want to post, I got engaged. I got the ring. I mean, I don't know how many people in the last, you know, we're in engagement season, let's face it. So you start hitting Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's. I mean, it's a big, juicy time of engagement. And I think that so many people are so excited that they post. And so that's the, I think that's fine, right? I think it's fine. Kelly, I think you're, you're bringing up the good old fashioned. I bump into a friend out, you know, out on a Friday and that friend has seen the post go viral because it's so fabulous and cute and we're all so thankful. But then there's the, oh my gosh, I can't wait to come to the wedding. And now you're your co-worker. Yeah. You're stuck with a, 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 Hanging Chad, there's an old phrase. Can we take this out? Can we edit, girls? I don't even know. Yes. <laughs> You're stuck with Hanging Chad, and you don't want him to come. Let's figure out how. Hang around. And so we might have Chad be somebody fascinating and exciting that we get to hang on his every word. Anyway, but he doesn't, he's not on the list. He's not on your mom's list. He's not on your papa's list. He's not on the in-laws list. He's not coming. He ain't right. getting so the safe date. What's the, the polite way of just saying, oh, yes, we're so excited yeah, we're starting to make plans where you're not necessarily insulting and saying you're not invited, but just... So I, I think that the, the what we're addressing here is, yes, we know that people are inclined to post somewhere. Somebody, somewhere, somehow, if they're going to... somebody. If it's not you, the bride, or your mother, it's likely going to be out there. And I think that this new, something new about save the dates is going to go into a two part situation is I think that it's some of it is how much social media. Okay. The question I'm asking, I'm stumbling over myself. Do you send a save the date in social or in, is that how you save your date is whatever it is in your blast because you don't want to send a firm, hard paper, beautiful, I'm save the date card in the mail that gets to go up on my refrigerator. What is it? I am for a digital save the date, but I would do an email. I would do a digital save the date email to my recipients or my future guests, but I wouldn't do a save the date on social because the social goes to everyone. It's everyone in your network. So then you're essentially saying like, hey, everyone who was following me, save this date. You know what I mean? That's it's too broad. But I, I'm all for digital versus paper. I could care less about getting something physically in in my mailbox. I don't want to have to walk to my mailbox, quite honestly. I'd rather just open up my phone and see something and click and add it to my calendar right there. Really? <laughs> are you sure? I mean, when you say digital, are you saying something as easy as something in your email inbox? Or are you saying like an e-box? Not, not like, no. An e- yeah, a, a nice, a nice designed design email, okay. but not, not just me getting on Gmail and saying, okay, hey, that's guess what? what okay, doing. all right, fine. Yeah. I needed to clarify. I, I really don't have a problem with that either, to be honest, okay. but I would, <laughs> I would fancy it up and do something a little bit more designed. Okay, so in summary, Carrie is eco-chic. She wants a paperless post, <laughs> but she doesn't even want to walk to the mailbox. And she also wants it to insta into her calendar. I'm liking all the things here. But Kelly is also saying that 
you know, when, um, what is the tool for technology? Where does it come into play? And then how do you balance all that in the joy in posting? And then is there still a good moment for a cute paper piece? And so I think, you know, couples out there, what we've just unpacked is that there's lots of ways to do this probably be direct and specific, not just in general. But if paper is your jam and the tactile and the cute and the touch and the font ticks all your boxes and you do not feel overwhelmed, you can go down that route. I don't know how many trees you're showing me right there, but I'm not in Not even a whole tree. I'm showing her a really cute save the date and it's so cute. And he's on one knee and there's some cute little red Adirondack chairs. Do you guys see that? They are very cute. Yes. They are so cute. Lots of opportunities, but I think that there's lots of ways to So how, here's, here's a question for the group. How, sorry, how far in advance mm-hmm. of the wedding would you guys recommend sending a save the date? I, that, that is a very good question. I, I think at least six months in the idea that wedding invitations go out. It used to be six to eight weeks. I'm always a fan of eight to 10 weeks out. So you, you have to make sense of it. It, it, so six months is good. You don't want to ever conflict with dropping a save the date in the mail. I'm going to get back to that. Let's, you know, here's my ADD detouring. The other good thing about a postal in the mail card is it's a nice, good trial run for your addresses for the wedding invitations. That's, that's the one kind of in the bonus side of sending something in the mail. Sneaky pro. What did you say? That was a little sneaky pro tip right there. She oh, snuck oh, in oh it was, a, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. So, but you don't ever want to drop like right before Christmas cards go out or holiday cards because it's going to get lost in the pile. And, you know, I think that a new year's card is good because then all the Christmas cards at people's houses are getting kind of swooped away. But I think it's smart when you're also thinking, okay, who's, you're going to think I'm crazy now, guys, but who is budgeting their travel for their family. So if somebody's looking at flying, even, you know, mom and dad, just husband and wife, and they usually take a trip to, I don't know, Colorado, Arizona, Florida, whatever. I think you want to get into when are people making travel plans? So you need to get enough time to look at familial budgets and things like that. So I think a six month, I think if you go way too far ahead, people are like, what? Oh my God. I mean, you need to at least have the next year's calendar, like in your wheelhouse of planning in your life. You know what I mean? So for instance, if somebody got engaged last year, Thanksgiving, and they were setting a 2023 date, they certainly did not send to save the date until, you know, so I would say six to nine months. I yammered on six to nine months out is, is good. I think four months is getting too close because if you look at an eight to 10 week, you know, eight weeks is two months. For the invite. Yeah. And I mean, part of why I like that extended time is because we don't know what goes on in the postal. You don't know how fast mail gets. And I'm not going to criticize the United States Postal Service because I will never wrap my head around how it works or doesn't work because sometimes it is magic and sometimes it is not. (laughs) That is a story for a different day. That's real old. That's called the Pony Express. And that's a different (laughs) uh, podcast entirely. We will probably never cover that. So on uh, to the borrowed. And I feel like this is where you can either, I'm going to use the great tools of the internet that we're all talking about that these originated from and say the borrowed is 
how do you pick and design your save the date? How much time do you let yourself just get lost in the wonderland of what ifs and get mired by analysis paralysis? And how do you choose? Should I put his smile on it? Should he not be there? Should it be my hand? Should it be his hand holding my hand? Should it be nothing? Should it just be a flower? Does it have to correlate to the napkins that I use on the table? The answer couples is if it excites you and you want to spend time and peruse the Pinterest of all the things, then do that. And if not, go to a professional, go to a paper printer, go get someone else's opinions. If you want to be heavily involved, be heavily involved. If you don't care less, but you think it's important to get to all your family on all the coasts of the coast to make those plans Kelly was talking about, then outsource it. Uh, so I think it's spend as much time as you want to spend, but do not be bogged down in the details of it. Be clear in the communication that it is your wedding date and you're sharing joy. And that is really all that matters. Everything else is fluff and frosting. And then what I think we can also throw in here, and this may just seem too easy and I'm using the word for itself. We can borrow lists from everybody's hopper. So if anybody else in the family on either side has ever been married, ask to see that guest list, not because you're nosy noserton. It's because it helps you devise your own list and see on paper and have addresses and comprehensive. So whether it's Christmas card lists or past party lists or whatever of anybody that's involved in your immediate circle. So that's any parents or siblings that have been married or not, or that are hosts of the most. And because gathering the addresses is really, it's overwhelming. Cumbers. It's very cumbersome. Setting the date. I mean, back in the day when I would tell you that a couple of the hardest things to do when you plan a wedding, setting the date and determining your guest list, I think are the two, aside from your budget. And that is just. That's February. Thing. That's finance February, Kelly. That's finance February. Setting the dates and determining your guest list are two of the very most difficult thing. And then assigning tables can also be, but that's also way down. But we just want to give you and a taste. Social media would, would be a great way too. I mean, you could put out a post, I suppose, or there you could use email and just send an, you know, if you have your emails and just say, please send me your addresses or something like that's that. Because that very would be good. an easy yeah, way. That's a very, very good. And I'm going to go borrowing into my brain and new and the pandemic changed the climate of the printed piece quite a lot. And so how so for people who don't know? Who well, aren't in the wedding so industry? I used to really, really, really feel adamantly strongly about a printed piece of invitation, like wedding invitation or, oh, or save the date okay. or whatever. But because of so much change that happened and because of so much need for a wedding website or for there to be a path to information to find out who was canceled, who was on, who was open, who was closed. That changed everything. I think we're evolving back to normalcy, whatever that is. But I think that we can move on to the true. And I think that we talked about the truth of this is with uh, you are now planning something for the first time with your future in-laws and you are learning how they communicate. You're learning how you communicate. You're learning how your families intend and plan to communicate with each other. I think, Amanda, we were talking about navigating, you know, how do we determine how who many people. One. Right. Just who now, now you have those list pro tips was to dig out all those resources you already have, borrow from weddings before you find those holiday card lists, 
you've pulled all this data information together and in comes two families who now have a date and lots of joy to share and you have to navigate uh, who gets one. And with a general, general, general number of 80% of the people will RSVP yes and 20% of the people will RSVP no, using that formulaic mindset, how many can you send out how can you share the news? Does someone on the other side of the family say, oh, you're doing a postcard and they have a, you know, you have a bad taste in your mouth right when you walk in with joy. You know, this is a, a thing. It's true. It's a piece of the puzzle that you've successfully done. You've gotten here, but it doesn't mean it's easy. You know, you're, you're bringing together, uh, two families to share. And this could be step one where you have conflict on who gets a save the date or who doesn't. Do you do rounds of save the date? Kelly, we didn't even talk about that. The first or that thing, you get the first round and you want it. So also Kelly talked about a clear pathway to communication. I don't know if we touched on this, but really the tool of the save the date is also either share a wedding website or somewhere where you're going to be having evolving information, not just because of the pandemic. Let's all use Kelly's vibes and move on from whatever that is. Do you ask people to click on and say, Hey, we're coming. Can't wait. Hey, we're trying to make it work. Or, Hey, do you get a pre, do you use your save the dates to get a pulse of your guest list so that then you can send out more? Yikesies. Something happened with our, our feed. I do not know. So where Amanda was going with that is do we send rounds of save the date? When we talk about rounds, we talk about the, we send the first big group that we have of the addresses that were complete on our guest list, which is really hard to do, but hopefully that has been compiled and perhaps you kind of get a feel on people giving you feedback or you get further into your planning and realize, oh, I think I can fit more. Or you didn't know when you were sending out the save the date that you, if you were going to have a seated situation, even if it was buffet, if you were going to have a seat in for every single person, or if you were going to roll the dice and have a buffet and not have enough chairs for everyone and it's kind of fluid, and when one person finishes their meal, they may get up and go to the photo booth, and then somebody else can sit, that kind of thing. So maybe now you've decided, okay, I found out I can fit three more tables of 10, and then you can add some people to your guest list. So that would be the reason for quote unquote rounds or waves. You see this more often with the actual wedding invitation when folks feel like they start to get regrets or, you know, that people cannot come. However, I will say this, just like in the movie, the father of the bride, sweet little Steve Martin, the first replies, hands down that come to the house for a good little bit are always yes. Everybody who knows they're coming knows they're coming and it's just yes. Check it off the list. I send in my RSVP. The no's come later. So that's kind of a hard one. And for those of us who feel like we might have ever been in that second wave, you know, feelings should not get hurt. It is what it is. Might I also say, and I think moms and dads in the world out there might be understanding you know, sometimes people are okay not getting invited to a wedding. Maybe it was the year of, you know, you guys are in it. And brides and grooms are not only having their wedding, but they are in three others. And they are absolutely bleeding in uh, expenses. And 
maybe moms and dads have seen enough weddings or they'd be just as happy to send a gift and not, not it'd be okay. So just be thinking about, you know, the save the date is a wonderful tool for helping to lay the framework and get people to tuck it away so that they can plan around graduations and other people's weddings, perhaps, or had a wedding in October and very, very, very good friends of the family were the chair people of a gala event. So they were not able to, to come to it. And they came later to just the dancing portion. And that's something people can do too. So they can say, hey, no, I can't come to dinner. If you know them well enough, obviously, if they're coming to your wedding, you should. Then they can say, but hey, can we come in, you know, after we get this dinner that we've said that we would be the chair people of and come in for the dancing, which is super fun. A lot of people will go ahead and make sure you have your website if you are doing one on your save the date. Even if it's not complete, it's a good idea to have the URL. A lot of people go to the knot.com. A lot of people are doing Zola now for their wedding website. Had people do some Squarespace, I think that's what it is, for a website. Even if you have the website just under construction, it's good as a vehicle to drive people there because if you have out-of-town folks and a room block, you will be able to put your hotel information into the website where you have negotiated a nice, you may not be able to negotiate, they really tell you, what is your, your wedding room block rate? We'll go through that in a different podcast, but the website is really good driver of information. I think that even if once you get it constructed, it's just great. Tells people where you're registered. Some people go crazy and put how they met every single person in their wedding party and they tell a story and they put a picture. That is not necessary. It's all cute and all, but there is a good chance, ladies and gentlemen, that the only people looking at that description are the wedding party that you have described in such a loving way. And I don't know, can of corn, did you say something nice about one person and it wasn't quite as nice about another? I don't think that would happen, but it could. Then the elementary, you know I'm right. I think it goes without saying, if you send to save the date, that person must be invited to the wedding. The one thing I will say, when RSVPs were supposed to be in, we still had 15 invites that had not been replied on, which could translate to 30 people. And then you have to start calling people or emailing, reaching out and saying, hey, if you didn't receive an invitation to the wedding, that was an error, but we haven't gotten your reply yet and we need to submit our headcount for entrees. I have had somebody say, hey, that's great, but I'm living in Washington, D.C. I got to say the date and never received a wedding invitation, which would have been something that happened in the mail. So for many reasons, save the dates are a good idea. My good, the bad, the snuggly, my nugget of love, information. Some people think they're going to save some money and they're going to just do a postcard and it's smaller in size and postage on that is a little less money. We're going to start out being frugal and smart on the front end and then you go to the post office and the post office stamp of choice and once again, stamps do matter. Everybody wants a cute stamp. They're very, really great post office stamps, for instance. Right now, it's a little sailboat. It's real cute, but it's not a photograph of the sailboat. It reminds me of a little baby boy's uh, bedroom, and it's just real precious and darling, but if your wedding is around December the 24th or the 31st, and it's New Year's Eve, do you really want to put a sailboat on your little save the date that makes you feel like you're having a winter wonderland? I'm not so sure. That being said, 
If you go to the trouble and you didn't check your stamps out, you can always go to the flag. The flag is timeless. But that was also more money to spend on the postage. So that is my nugget of information. You can call that good, bad, or ugly because the stamp might have been ugly. <laughs> there are some ugly stamps. What happened to the wedding cake stamp or the white rose? All right, enough of my belly aching about the stamps that are not currently available. So basically, we think it's a good idea to send the save the date. It helps people plan. It gets you guys excited. Wouldn't go spending a whole big bundle of money on them, but it is a great and wonderful way to get information started for everyone and give them a vehicle to their plans uh, in the coming months for their families. So please do tune in again. We will be covering wonderful things that you all need to be thinking about. So take care and we will look forward to talking with you again. Always remember to keep a positive perspective because everything is possible. <laughs>